How's Mexico? Been in Mexico for a few years now, is that right? Ooh, like six or seven years now. Yeah, I first came, so I was I was still teaching English, actually, when I lived in Philadelphia. And um, I, I taught English in Jordan. I lived in Jordan. I lived in um, Canada for a while. I lived in the U.S., right? All, kind of all over teaching English. And then I was actually unemployed at the time. And because the language school I worked for got closed down, so I was getting unemployment. We are kind of running out of my unemployment. And suddenly, an old school friend got in touch with me on mm-hmm. Facebook. And this was a woman who I, when I lived in France when I was young, I lived with her family. I was an exchange student. And she, um, out of the blue, sent me this message. Oh, I see you're an English teacher now. Um, hi, how have you been for the past 20 years? I see you're an <laughs> English teacher. And... Would you consider coming to Mexico for a year? Because I, I live in Mexico. She's originally from France. I live in Mexico. You know, I've, I've lived here for many years and I'm the language coordinator at this school. Would you consider coming to Mexico for a year? So sure. And that was like seven years ago. So, <laughs> you know, during um, during pandemic, things got a little bit more difficult, a little bit more complicated. And I had already kind of started to work on accent coaching. But during pandemic, I was like, no, no, no. I'm just going to go full speed ahead with this. So that was when was pandemic? Like three years ago, something, two years ago. So that's when I was like full speed ahead. Um, but before that, I was kind of figuring things out as I go. And, you know, and and I knew, but I knew I didn't want to work exclusively with actors. I think because of the whims of of people and people's schedule. And I need this, I need this yesterday. And I don't think I could be happy yeah. doing that. So instead I worked with, or I continue to work with, you know, normal people who need help. Maybe they work in a call center. Maybe they work giving presentations for for a board maybe there are english teachers themselves who you know want to want a better job or want to sound more clear mm. that's kind of like the population that i work with more or less but also actors whose first language is not english they usually come to me i don't really advertise that as much but they usually come to me so that's a lot of fun too because it's a, a very varied kind of thing that's awesome yeah. yes i also was an english language teacher for a little while online with a, with a prolific American company. I enjoyed it. I always did the graveyard shift, which was midnight to three here. But you, um, but you were in the UK at that time? No, California. It was like the morning time in Europe. Oh, okay. So I would get okay. a lot. Of, um, one of their big clients was Vodafone, who is a like, cellular provider in Europe. And so mm. I would get almost exclusively German people who work for Vodafone. <laughs> um, but it was so much fun with them and it's interesting hearing the variety coming through of that also Germans as a as a people are very very proficient in English mm-hmm, <laughs> but mm-hmm. they think that they're not they're like oh you know I could probably argue about something at a college level but you know if I didn't know the word then I would have to use other words to and you're like yes and I could say red so you know you're fun. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, yeah but <laughs> um, uh, it, it was interesting to hear the range of accents there because some learn from Americans, some learn mm-hmm. from English. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas historically, I would say the majority of the kind of European population have UK English mm-hmm. accents, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whereas yeah. the Latin American population would have more of a American. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's not necessarily the case anymore in Europe. Uh, you teaching English online, was that what got you into accent coaching as well and dialect coaching? 
or how did that happen? That was in conjunction with, because um, I thought I, if I'm teaching these accents to people, then it'd be great to have access to all these other accents as well. Because um, I did have people that, like, some people were from South Korea, some people were from Belgium, some people were Brazilian. So I, I would get to hear the kind of the authentic second language accent rather than mm -hmm. just being like oh this sounds right <laughs> <laughs> you can see where they were coming from instead of just where they were going exactly get mm -hmm. get more of a like a deep dive into the things that we were talking about earlier like tone and um and how that can get just matched on top of the new accent mm -hmm, not mm -hmm, the new like mm -hmm. typically the kind of the rules and the structures of the first language tend to imprint onto yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, mm -hmm. It's interesting hearing how kind of people, how they do use sarcasm and jokes in English. And I was like, yeah, that, that's great. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, there's so many layers there. I think for me, the interesting part is like p picking apart when something sounds off, you're like, okay, but what is it exactly? Right. Like, why didn't that joke land? Right. Or like you just stress that word um, a millisecond, a little too much or a little too little. And and like and figuring out which one of those things or things, you know, is the problem. Then to me, that's the fun part is like unraveling the ball of yarn and figuring out how to get the knot loose. What do you, what do you love most about this kind of thing? The Sherlock Holmes thing of it. Absolutely. Mm. That too. Um, I've also had a couple of instances recently where. They, I've done that and then it's been more of an epiphany to be like oh this is actually something I've seen in a lot of other people I've just managed to pinpoint it right mm. now and then I'll meet with one of the other people and then I'll be like you know what you just did that <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing that comes to mind right now is that doing kind of a more regional English like London estuary sort of accent you can start dropping some T's when they're into vocalic. Mm. But I was finding people were dropping loads of things and I was like, what is happening? But it mm. was, they were dropping D's as well because medial T's sound like a D in American, yeah. like mm -hmm. better. Mm. But then like, um, if they said like, did it, like did it, mm -hmm. uh, they would be like, did it. Mm. but you can't ever drop yeah, a D yeah. in that accent. And then I was like, oh, but they sound the same. It's like us putting these intrusive eyes everywhere. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I'm like, okay, we're going to go through and circle every D in your script. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that. Mm. Uh, but then I noticed it with another person that I'd never met before. They were doing a different audition. And I was like, aha. Mm -hmm. And again, it makes sense now because I see how you got here. So mm. now I'm unravel that and put it back. What, yeah. what what the triggers are, right? And what whether it's like a personal thing or their background or just something that you just noticed with somebody else, and you're like, oh, that's how it's happening too. So you're 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 into like the Sherlock thing about that too. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Because I feel like at the, to start any any artist's career, you can quite easily find quick fixes for things, mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it it's sourcing how we got to the issue first. It, is obviously the bigger long-term thing. You want to unravel it from the root rather than just be like, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that sounds great. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, like the quick fix thing you said, like, oh, if I have this audition tomorrow, like, can I 
can I pull it off good enough for now versus like, is this something I'm interested in? And can I like, you know, get this as a skill so that I can turn it off and on more voluntarily when I want to do that? Yes. And independently. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think that's important what you said, independence and empowerment too. And, and this like skill um, cultivation, you know, for me, it's all about like seeing them happy. I used to speak like this and now I speak like this and I notice that and that's what makes me happy versus I can I can turn this accent on for this um, audition. I can just turn it off and, you know, or, or wear it to a party like a jacket. To me, that's the exciting thing is like seeing how people react to the skills and being empowered like yeah. that. <laughs> it, this might come outdated, but I don't mean it to be. I don't necessarily expect people to do their homework. Mm, and that, mm. that's just that's just kind of being an adult things get in the way and like i know maybe it's something that i also struggle with perhaps i'll tell people what to do and i'm not expecting them to do it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i'll be when people have actually absorbed the information and gone further then i'm suddenly like whoa let's be best <laughs> friends Yes, yes. You uh-huh, uh-huh. how did we get here yeah, um, yeah and they're like oh yeah but you told me to and i'm like I did, but 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 nobody does that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. You can have somebody who has had the lesson, same lesson, same lesson. Somebody goes home and you've told them, hey, do this thing. And they come back and they say, oh, I didn't have time. Right. I prefer that a thousand times to somebody who says, hey, I had time, but I had nothing to do. Right. I didn't know what to do with my time. Like, that's the worst to Mm -hmm. me. So I love to give people work. Right. But I don't necessarily expect it to be done. But like you said, I'm super happy when they do it. And and for me, I love it when people drive the bus, you know, when they they tell me what they want to work on. You know, I know you can't always do that when working with actors. But but if somebody comes to me and they say, you know what, I want to work on syllable stress today. That makes my day like, let's do it. This is a party. Yeah, that's a good way to think about it. On occasion, I'll be like, okay, we can either do this or this today. But I very rarely put the full in their court but maybe maybe i'll try it yeah yeah my first question is usually hey what's on your mind today (laughs) what's bothering you most like let's try to try to tackle that Mm -hmm. and you know we might not be done today but at least we can move forward what's your biggest challenge right now let's see what we can do about that how are all of your various channels on twitch and discord and (laughs) all the platforms right yeah discord's one of those things that i feel makes so much sense for me because i started off in like a gaming sort of world oh, and i mm-hmm. got it when <laughs> i have the account for when pokemon go was big and it would tell me where to go to get the thing but i've never really like understood it or used it apart from that so i, I feel like it's something that i need to learn because i think it would make sense i think it's going to get more and more used it's that other thing where you're like oh i should get to know it now because it's just going to get bigger and bigger at least get your toes wet. I can show you around there. I can show you what we do. Sometime if you want like a little mini training, I'm happy to help you with that. Yeah, well, and maybe now that you've got downtime, maybe now's a good time to record more stuff and, you know, get to yes. know Discord, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right. A lot of well, fun. tell us a little bit about you. Tell us, tell us like your background. You know, you said you moved from, from Chicago, but what else? Like give, give us a sense of who you are for people who don't know you. Yeah. Well, it's always a pleasure being on here with you. Thank you inviting me on here. Uh, my name is Jack, sometimes called Accent Coach Jack. I'm, as you can probably hear, originally from England. And so I lived there. I grew up there until I was in my mid-20s when I moved to America. 
I was in Chicago for three years working at regional theaters, helping actors there, and then made the big move to LA. And so I've been working on TV and film out here. It's been really exciting. And just to really see behind the curtain and see the good and the wildness of that, the <laughs> things that you can you see online for the Oscars, like that Rami Malik and the Iron Lady, where they've had three months of prep and they've been doing this. And then you also get calls that say, we're shooting this in 10 days time. The lead needs to have an accent and they've never done it before. Go. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> Do your best. I also enjoy that. The dichotomy. of that. And I hear things are pretty crazy right now in terms of like writers and actors. Can you can you briefly tell us like what's going on? Give us the recap and, and why this happened. Yeah, so right now the WGA, which is the Writers Guild of America, are currently on strike um, for a number of reasons. But it's mainly to do with things like streaming, um, the way that starting rooms have changed since the pandemic and Zoom. People were like, "Oh, you, we don't actually we don't need that many people. We could just we could just have like three people to write a whole show, and that'll be fine." <laughs> um, and then um, this huge leap forward with AI that's happened in the past couple of months um, has also repercussions on writers and all of the industries, really. But um, the, with the streamers specifically, it's to do with residuals um, that you get paid because in TV land, for actors and writers, um, you get a certain amount of money for either starring in or writing the show. But then the more that it's played you then get money over time from that. And that's really where you make the majority of your money because you spent all these months trying to type it before it was out in the world and making it. And so that's how they get most of their income. But when it switched from network TV and broadcast to streamers, it wasn't a slight dip. It was astronomical, the difference between what you would get for something that is streamed by 6 million people on Netflix versus like, two million people watching on broadcast uh, uh, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. there's a huge huge disparity between those two mm-hmm. and how's that going right now as, a, as of today i know that when we set out this podcast episode it'll be a bit later but what are things like looking looking like now and and also for actors as well how's this impacting them um right now there doesn't seem to be any movement <laughs> from the big exact as as typical but um SAG, the Screen Actors Guild of America, the acting union, they have just authorized the right to strike as well. So it's likely that in the next, depending on when this comes out, next few days, next couple of weeks, that SAG will also go on strike, which will mean that nothing can be filmed. Because right now, if something has been written already, you're still technically allowed to film it. They just can't do any rewrites to it. So it's just like, whatever's there is what you have to say, and that's it. Um, but if the Green Actors Guild also strike, then that shuts down all all production, mm-hmm. both scripted and non-scripted. Because a lot of reality TV is fine right now because that's technically unscripted, so it doesn't need the writers. Mm-hmm. But if the Green Actors also strike, then that's going to affect that too. Uh-huh. And and what would be the purpose of the the SAG, the SAG, going on strike? Is it solidarity or do they have their own beef with what's going on? Half and half. Because <laughs> um, the residuals also affects them when it comes to streaming. So that is part of that. Um, I think there are, I think they have a list of demands. 
but also part of it is in solidarity with the writers as well. <laughs> yes, we as accent coaches, let's get our pronunciation really clear. <laughs> solid, exactly. solid, solidarity. Nobody <laughs> understood a single word. <laughs> <laughs> Completely incomprehensible. So there's the writers, there's the actors, and whether that's acting on, on stage, on screen, on, um, I guess, voiceovers as well. How, how are some other things affecting what's going on as well, like technology and things like that? Yeah, so one of the big kind of scary unknowns, as oh, there always are when big scientific advances happen, is what is happening with AI. Now, everybody loves ChatGPT. It's doing so many great stuff for people, menial tasks that you might spend hours doing. It's like, oh, spit it out. Here you go. The issue in that as machine learning gets more advanced, that the worry is that people to cut production costs will type in a prompt, get them to write a bad-ish script, but that structurally sound, and then just hire like somebody in to come and what they say, punch up the script, make it mm. a bit funnier, make it sound a bit more like a human wrote it, but it's much less hours, less intellectual property. Obviously, you don't get the same credit and same pay that you would. And mm. so they're just trying to get machines to do that. Um, and then one thing that is a little worrying in our field there is, again, amazing applications for this. Um, for example, I saw online that Apple are promoting this as, say, you suddenly have a stroke or you have an accident and it affects your voice or your ability to speak. You can record certain passages and then it will be able to replicate your voice whenever you type something in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that, that is a great use medically, for sure. But in terms of voiceover or dialect coaching, often when you audition for a voiceover, it will say something like, we're looking for a um, Brad Pitt type voice, a Denzel Washington type voice. Mm -hmm. So they're looking for an actor that can kind of sound like that. But if you've already programmed the computer to sound similar to that, why pay an actor? Yeah, <laughs> and anybody can sound like that. Yeah, it can be completely synthetic, I imagine. Or some in a way like a filter, right? That we have we have visual filters. Exactly. You we could just have an audio filter that audio. would be yeah, that would be really easy to to just slap that on there, you know? <laughs> or just make it from scratch, you know, hundred percent as these voices kind of get back. I can see how it's super scary how how so many of those things are gonna happen. I mean, even right now, the the editing software that I use, right? You can overdub you can read a few passages yourself and overdub your own voice pretty pretty fairly and and it sounds really really good if you're not being picky about it so i can see how within a very short amount of time that could be quite scary so what do you think about this then what do you think about like future proofing you know the the jobs of people or do you think that that's ridiculous and you know we just have to deal with the technology as it is what are your thoughts on that it's interesting this is a bit of a sidebar but I feel like it's related. Um, Go for it. When I first moved from Chicago to California, it was around the time of the legalization of marijuana. Mm. And I was talking with somebody who was a lawyer and they were having to write the laws that would be put in place for when the legalization happened. And I think it's a similar thing here because it's uncharted territory. There are no boundaries. There are no rules. There are no laws. So... We have to figure out how it can be 
used effectively that it's not going to decimate the whole entire industry, but it, it's still a useful tool. How can it be used in a kind of benevolent way mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. opposed to just mm-hmm. machine taking over the world? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Skynet is already here as far as I'm concerned. But I think we have to like, we have to think about, there's not just like, what can it do? But there's what should it do as well, because there's um, this like human economy that we have and we have to kind of protect yeah. people, you know, and I think there's there's a lot of layers to this. What else? What else is on your mind about that? Anything else? Um, I I mean, I also I kind of want to try it out. <laughs> of course, uh, I think I think it would have lots of fun, practical applications, just like you mentioned, as like a voice filter, I think would be very successful for people um but yeah I, I would like to see what it does i'm interested in how the machine learning happens with the accent if it if it were to be like this is an accent filter how do they collect those samples how who decides what gets put into which accent like mm-hmm. the the back end of that very very interesting on my end <laughs> oh yeah yeah if you're into computational linguistics and and this is also something you're interested in i bet that would be that would be a gold mine for you you know coming up very soon maybe not now but but really really soon because i think it's tackling other kind of more broad general things and but very soon things are going to get specialized so so quickly and one thing i'm really interested in myself is the um the application of how can we have synthetic voices um, with tone and intonation, right? So that it sounds like, like even if it's just, I don't know, it, it's just Google is talking to me and Google can know from my tone of voice that I'm frustrated, right? Results are not coming back the way I want. Mm. Can Google tell that I'm frustrated and then somehow adjust what it's doing to to make me happier, right? Because I should be the overlord here, not Skynet. And we, <laughs> at least I should yeah. feel like it. And so I'm really curious about intonation more than anything else, because I think the the mechanics of pronunciation and, and on the accent level at the, the phonemic level, I think won't be too difficult, right? That won't be too difficult. It'll be categorization and a lot of yeah. data, but I don't think it'll be difficult. What I think will be interesting will be like sarcasm. Semantic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Semantics uh-huh, and sarcasm and like the, the real connection. Like, are we going to feel connected with these voices or is there something human that's going to be missing? You know, something about the resonance, something about all of it put together. Like, I'm, I'm really interested to see what goes on there. So, yeah, New Frontiers, scary. <laughs> I think it would be more or less scary, like, talking to a synthetic voice if it had that adaptability. I think we all have our own comfort level, you know, with that. And, like, I'm, I'm kind of an old lady as it is, so I think... I think I don't want it to be too friendly, you know, like get out of my house. But also I don't want it to be too mechanical. I'm at the point where like, ugh, I don't like that sterile robotic voice, you know, but I'd also like to be able to choose voices and have a voice that I really like, you know, because we all have our preferences as well. You know, if you if you remember when um, when Siri then had the voices that you could select and they were like, oh, here's voice number 42. And it's very clearly like, like an African-American male voice, but they wouldn't say that. And then, and then, so I think everybody is going to have a preference for people that they either like to hear for whatever reason, or people that speak more like them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think, I think there's going to be a wide range of voices that we all can personalize. Yeah. The thing also that 
I, I, I'm going down the horror tunnel because why not? We, <laughs> Let's go dark. Let's go dark. Yeah. Um, but I think of people of a certain age right now that still are very easily scammed on the phone calls that are like, hi, don't hang up. This, which are very obvious to some very sympathetic mm-hmm. voices that if we get more and more realistic, the ability to scam people is going to be Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've seen a few already where they're like, we have your daughter in your room and it sounds it sounds to the mother. Obviously, she's distraught, but it sounds like the daughter or whoever. Right. It sounds like the person because they've already had the samples of the voice enough to make it sound like the 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 person is is crying or sobbing or, or getting some words out. But it's recognizable enough. It's already happening. But yeah. yeah, it's it's like an arms race. You know, it's like germ warfare, but with AI, I think. <laughs> gonna be so difficult so difficult i'm just gonna bury my head in the sand i think sometimes that's gonna be my approach a little bit and just not answer my phone for a while but yeah i wonder if like security is gonna have to get a lot higher you know and i i i think there's got to be an intersection between ai and like blockchain right so there's got to be a way to verify what's what we consider real once we define that Yeah. yeah and what's and what's like considered not like you said even just as far as like who gets paid, you know, for the, for for their work or for this work of the machine or maybe the programmer of the of the voice or you know, do are we going to own voices and then sell these voices? I don't know. License the voices. Who who knows? It's a it's a wild west right now. I think. Yes, because even right now, um, there are sites such as like Fiverr and Upwork where you can kind of freelance very and big executive places taking their commercials there and saying, oh, we'll give you $50 to say this thing. And people are doing it because they're like, oh, yeah, I get to be a voice. And that would normally be like Mm -hmm, (laughs) $10,000. It's mm -hmm. like, so if that's happening just here, then you could easily get someone to just be like, oh, just meet these three samples and then it's used forever. Right, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Say say these, say ch, say ch, say the, right? Get get all the sounds in there. Could you read yep. Comic It's a Cure, please? And then, and then, yeah, and then your voice <laughs> is done <laughs> forever. Sold to the highest bidders. It really begs the question to me of like, to go, to go big, to go wide on this, of like, what, what's the nature of then our worth, our value? Should we start being paid like a universal base income? Should we, should we not be even doing this work anymore? You know, only just for fun? Like, I, I don't know where this is going, but maybe, hopefully it's going in a good direction where... <laughs> We'll, we'll be happier in the end. You know? I think, as you said, there'll, there'll always be that want for a human connection, especially mm. when it comes to something as personal as the voice. If someone's trying to work on their own voice, I think that will always be mm-hmm. something. Yeah, I think, I think it's going to, maybe even there'll be a premium, right, for authentic yet imperfect voices, right? Maybe we're going <laughs> to value a lot more the the false starts and the ums and the uhs, right? The things you're trained not to do right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we need to do. We need to get started on, here's where you insert the ums, right? This is where you should pause in this way. Yeah. Speaking of which, like you said, people are going to now maybe want to work on their own accents. For example, now that we're going to have more time on our hands, maybe because I myself am using AI for my job and, and I'm getting a little more time, also because of the strike in, in Hollywood or in Atlanta, wherever, what, what can people do now to maybe work on their own accent or accents, multiple accents? What do, you, what do you think people can do with their time right now? Yeah, well, one of the benefits of this strike 
for people is that they're not having to be kind of pulled in seven directions at once. They can really focus in on something. They might have the time now to do it. And we don't know when it's going to end. It could be October. It could be tomorrow. If it ends tomorrow, then we're back. So you may as well get ready with a skill that you've always wanted to do. Start now so that by the time the strike does end, you're ready and you're ahead of all the other people that have just been kind of sitting around wondering, worried what's going to be happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kind of brings me back to pandemic <laughs> times. I bought a ukulele and it's still sitting there. So like I thought, oh, I, thought, oh, I have all this time. Who knows when the pandemic's going to end, right? I'll learn ukulele. I can do a couple chords. That's about it. It's hard to plan and be like, oh, this could end tomorrow. Well, then it's hard to be like, oh, I should start this big project today. But it might end yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, I think it's the uncertainty can be really difficult for people. What would you what would you advise then? And and what are you doing right now? Like, do you have less work right now? Are you doing something to get ahead on your skills, too? What's that like for you? Yeah, um, it makes me think of my grandfather when he was getting older. Um, his umbrella broke and he lived in Northern Ireland, which is perpetually raining. And he was like, oh, I'm, I'm too old. I'm not going to buy another one. And then his children were like, yes, but say you don't die and it rains tomorrow. What are you going <laughs> to do? He went out and bought uh, a new umbrella. But uh, <laughs> I, I always be on the kind of side of, if it's something that you want to do, there's no better time to start than now when Mm -hmm. the strike initially stuck because i think we're three weeks maybe more by the time this comes out Mm -hmm. but um when it first started i noticed a dip down because a lot of my work is for auditions i i meet people that they're like i've got this audition tomorrow yeah and i need some like this Mm -hmm. um so that obviously abruptly stopped but then i've had quite a few people reach out and i've been doing some more group classes Mm-hmm. Um, which have been very popular and I'm going to be doing a lot more of those in June as well so um, I've been inviting special guests which has been great because usually uh, they're actors that would usually be working and now they're off and looking for something to do so that's been really fun having other styles of people with me mm-hmm. in the oh. so yes I've got I've got some planned outs uh, June um, and I just put a story out today to see what are people looking for? What what would they like to do? Because it's very easy for me to be like, I'm doing another English accent course. Come <laughs> and do this. But they're like, okay, great. But yeah, um, yeah. the great thing about accent coaching is that it's all different accents. So what, why just stick to that? People obviously have a trust factor with me being from England. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you can do that. Well, I believe you. Um, but it's it can be more fun to do a little bit of, Something else as well. I did a Scottish one a couple of weeks ago that went really well. Mm. We'll see what the public say. Yes, yes. That's the beauty of social media too. You can just throw out some polls and see what people are into, you know, or just ask them and get some responses too. So this is, it could be, it could be glass half full kind of view of, oh, it's a time to play. It's a time to like reorganize, see what people are, are into these days. So on the positive side, that could be a lot of fun, you know, for you. But like you said, who knows when it ends? You've got stuff lined up for June. <laughs> what if what if your umbrella is broken and it does rain tomorrow? <laughs> exactly. What about you? What um, how is how does this affect you? Because you mainly do second language. I do work with actors. Um, I work with actors, but not just not exclusively. I'm not a dialect coach, but I do get a lot of people for um auditions. But yeah, not so much right now, right? 
Right. Yeah. I feel like also in the summertime, a lot of people take a break to travel and things like that. So the timing to me seems seems a little bit normal in a way, because like this would be a downtime for me anyways. Mm -hmm. All that's fine. And in terms of the the strike, it doesn't really affect me as much because like you said, I'm more about long term. You know, it's it's more about skills. It's skills. It's not necessarily yeah. I have this audition tomorrow, though that does happen. <laughs> And that's like not the way you want to do it. So now's a good time to reflect, I think, on that. The bigger issue for me, I think, lately is more the AI stuff. And it's more mm. about not doomsday kind of stuff, but how can my clients not fall behind, basically, right? Because it's moving so quickly. Oh. And especially if you're not like a digital native, if you're not already good at technology, it just feels like too much. And so I'm trying to do this weekly tip series every, every Wednesday. Here's one thing. Here's one thing you can do with AI that will help you with your accent work, right? One little tiny thing Very. every week. And it's changing so much, but we're trying to like get the basics out there so that it can be kind of a resource because, yeah, who knows where it's going to go, but it doesn't matter where it goes because if you wait, you're already going to be behind. I want to hear more about what you've got going on in June and your, your classes, but I'm going to do um, an accent challenge every month and I'm doing it Ooh. as a club. Yeah, yeah. I used to do it on Telegram. But now, now I'm just going to add it to my all my Discord stuff. So now people, they're already on my Discord, so they can just do this challenge, you know, as well. And it'll be a rotating thing. So I think it's going to be great because it'll be a little bit more permanent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just building that right now. What are you building? What are you working on? Um. Well, I've recently started to migrate my idea of going live away from Instagram as much as I love it and... Mm -hmm. It served its purpose. I feel like it has served its purpose. As a user myself, now when I go through the stories I, and I accidentally click on the live, I'm like, oh, no. That's <laughs> so good. But, uh, and then you feel bad, right? Do you click on the live and you're like, yeah. oh, I, I guess I'll like, stay I for a little while. Yeah. 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 Oops. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not exactly the vibe that I want to give out if I'm trying to like do something for people. So I've, I've started to do the TikTok live instead, which is mm. fun as well because then people react a lot more to that and so i'm gonna try and start like going live with people either coaching strangers but start starting with guests like doing something and then like mm -hmm. have people come in join and do it mm -hmm. that way so i'm i'm excited to see what that brings oh, and fun. i've got a couple more group classes coming up again with some actors that have very kindly agreed to be part of it which i'm excited for Tell us about it. Tell us about it. I'm going to be doing one of um, English people that struggle with American accents mm. as well. Because mm. so, everything has been like, the British accent, the British accent. So now this way, it's like, I know all the things that we do because I would do it too. Come, nice. come and be with me and with my special guest who is also comedian as well. So it, it like keeps it light. So that way. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Also, it's not just fact. It could be for anyone that wants to. Awesome. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, you always have really fun, like, activities and things going on. <laughs> that To me, that's the point, right? For some people, they take it too seriously. But to me, yeah. I think, and to you, it's it should be more fun. It should be light, you know? It shouldn't be the end of the world. I know that there, there are issues, there are problems, there's a lot of biases, there's a lot of, like, social justice issues, which are all really important. But I think the work itself can also be really fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you want to tell us more about, like, some skills that you think would be good to develop right now? As a user yourself, post-pandemic, do you feel like you value, like, 
on-demand courses anymore? Or was it more like, would you prefer to meet with a person? You know, I never did. I, I am one of the people, one of the many people who never finished a course. Like, how many things have I paid for and, and haven't finished? Maybe even let alone started. And that's, that's I think, a reason that I, I struggled with this, this challenge that I'm doing. I struggled with, should I call it a course? Should I call it, what should I call it, right? Because I feel like course now, it's, it's heavy. It's, yeah, it's like do, do or die kind of thing. And, yeah. and it puts a lot of pressure on people. So I'm, I'm, it's essentially a course, right? Because you get some information, you practice every day, and it's quite comprehensive. Mm-hmm. And you'll improve, right? And that's the point. But I'm not calling it a course because I feel like nobody will finish. I'm calling it a challenge because I feel like that is the challenge. The challenge is to show up, you know. Okay. So I, I never, I never really finished a lot of many, any, maybe one of those courses that I took, like ever. Yeah. So yeah, so I, I feel that pain, and I'm trying to, trying to do it in a way that is more fun, that is more engaging, you know, that's more live for sure. And that's why I do clubs and challenges. So that's what I call them, clubs and challenges. What about you? Yeah, um, I like the idea still of on-demand things, but there is always that that worry, that issue. Uh-huh. But I also want to be able to help as many people as possible and doing things that are live restricts kind of availability and time. Uh-huh. So it's trying uh-huh. to find a happy medium between is there some kind of hi- <laughs> like hybrid going to the office and working remotely? Is there some kind of hybrid structure that would be most beneficial of like, do this part online and then we're all going to meet here and then do this part. And, like, mm-hmm. I wonder if that, that might be a mod. something between a club and a, and a thing, right? Which could be a rotating kind of basis. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm trying yeah. to build a little bit. Here's this thing that you do on your own, this challenge. But for example, in my case, I have Wednesday office hours every week and like come mm. every week, you like come every week, you know, at least to that. And if not, then, you know, you might want to do the club and then you'll get like the the challenge also for free. So I'm trying to integrate them. I don't know how it's going to look either yet, but I, I, I feel you. And that's like, that's the problem that I see too. There has to be a happy balance somehow. We just got to figure it out. You know, I like having a library of things that I can go back to, you mm. know, if I want. So I want to make sure that people have that too. Maybe that's a library of videos. Maybe it's um a list of resources. Maybe it's just us being available, you know, for Q&A kind of thing i had this thing just today the software that i used to record it's called mm-hmm. ecamm and i have my discord and i have my ecamm and they just don't play well together right i don't know what it is. <laughs> and i've talked to everybody from both worlds and they're like no that should be fine that should be fine i'm like i know it should be fine but it's not so so finally this really like high up guy um said oh let's just jump on a call together today and i was like whoa <laughs> that's really nice you know and okay. i think it feels really nice to get like help from somebody you really esteem yeah i couldn't i was like really you're gonna jump on a call with me didn't fix the problem but it was really nice (laughs) you felt special and and heard and like at the time yes yes that's all i needed maybe that meeting was actually more important than solving the problem you know feeling heard like you said so maybe that's what we need to think about tell us more about what you enjoy about about your work and working, working where you're working, you know, as, as a dialect coach, what, what's something that you really enjoy or maybe a, a story of, of a really good day that happened to you? Let's think about, and it's all about the people and the connections, as they say, but um, you really don't know who knows. Mm. And so you could be working with, I was working with somebody for a very long time 
um, multiple auditions and kind of skills here and there. And then I was online one day and saw that they had their wedding spread in Vogue and that like Brad Willis's daughter was their maid of honor. I was like, oh. Oh, that's okay. you. This is my, this is the person I work with. Hmm. Yeah, there was another person that um, they were like, it was actually this one that was like, in 10 days time, I have to be the lead of this edit. A real person, they're executive producing, they're going to be on set with me. I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, <laughs> I have no time. Would you come to this Father's Day party that I'm supposed to go to? I was like, that's fine. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, we can practice that. So get there. Um, it, the David and David from Game of Thrones. They, this is before. This is before the final thing. It's them. It's the Always Sunny in Philadelphia crew, uh-huh. and all of their and all of their friends. They're like really tight knit buddies. Then I, they're like, hi guys, <laughs> I'm here. I'm here yeah. to do this thing. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. the, you can have like wild days like that, and then you can have like really productive days on set when like someone. It's finding something particularly challenging, and then it just clicks, just mm-hmm. to, just at the right time. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. you're like, yes. <laughs> and I recently did an episode of Dave on Hulu, and the person that was like the lead guest star of that, she was like, I- "I'm so worried about this and terrible accents." I, I was like, "I don't think you are." We worked a little bit, and she she knocked it out of the park. Nice, nice, nice. So, okay, on the flip side, then, what's something about your work? that is not your favorite? I think the kind of the way that it can get snatched quite quickly. <laughs> you can be in talks with people and like set, getting people like ready and all of that and then they'd be like, actually, they're just going to be about changing their whims and producers being like, you know what? I don't think we want the accent. After you've worked really hard, I was working with somebody who was like at the final screen test for a TV series. They were again playing a real person who existed. And mm-hmm. so we've been like really focusing in on the YouTube archival video, getting it. Yeah. They were being flown out to LA from Georgia. They were like, oh, um, they just gave it to the other guy. Oh. Like, you did so you sound great <laughs> that sudden like, disappointment for you yeah. and them i'm sure well, yeah. yeah just ripped ripping the rug right out from under you because like you said it's like at somebody's somebody's whim somebody's mercy and you just never know what's going to happen that instability could be could be really difficult to deal with the glass half full part of that though is always just knowing that you're putting forward the best work and that you've mm. still made progress with with this person and mm. they've developed a skill even if it doesn't get showcased because mm-hmm. it happens to actors all the time they can go they can shoot a thing and then their scene gets cut yeah yeah <laughs> they, yeah, yeah, yeah. at the watch party with their family never mind <laughs> um, yeah. yeah pass the chips yeah that happens. <laughs> but, but everyone in this industry too but i think yeah the idea of making the work fun but also solid is mm. what i always strive to do Mm-hmm. And being at peace with the fact that, like, it might nobody else might ever see this, but I'm still proud of like what we did together. Yeah. We also haven't talked about your your newsletter. Maybe tell us a little bit more about the classes where people can sign up for those. Absolutely. I think we're going to have some really exciting times in June. I am. Um, I've always thought of the idea of a newsletter, <laughs> and I've never really done it. Um, I like would said 
two in a whole year and be like, oh, here's one in February. Here's one in September. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Um, so my, my challenge to myself is I've now started a weekly newsletter that went out last week. And by the time this is out, it will be it will be out again for sure. All right. Um, All right. So that's going to keep people up to date on various offerings, but it will also give them kind of tips and tricks to do. It comes out on a Friday. They can sign up. There's the link tree on my Instagram bio. One of them says sign up for your newsletter. So you can click there. My Instagram, my Twitter, my TikTok, all of my handles are Accent Coach Jack. <laughs> and my website is accentcoachjack.com. Yeah. Consistency. Consistency across platforms. Consistency in sending stuff out. I do a newsletter too every week. Mine's on Thursday. So you can get mine and I can get yours and we can stay, exactly. stay in touch that way. We should get together more often and discuss strategies and maybe do some collaborations of some kind because I feel like yeah, we're on the absolutely. same wavelength, you know, about a lot of these things. Yeah, so. this is always so much fun. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, I love having you. Yes, it's always so much fun. And I feel like we got we got to do it more often. Maybe once a month or something like that, we can get together and just have a little chat, maybe on TikTok or something like that. I have yet to yeah. explore TikTok too much, but maybe we could do a collab over there and see how that goes. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, no, that would awesome. be awesome. I appreciate you coming on with me today and recording this very much. Cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I will say thank you again for coming today. I love Thanks seeing you. Me. Love, love talking with you. And let's do it again sometime soon. Let's do it. Have All a right. good one. Awesome. See you soon. Bye, Bye Jack. <laughs>